Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Guys, as promised, man, today is the beginning of the new series, okay? I'm going to follow each book accordingly. I'm not going to cover two to three books at a time anymore because I think some of you are listening to particular podcasts, you know, just for the sake of, okay, some Napoleon Hill here, you know, some finances over here, there, and the thing is... It really sucks if you listen basically on a Monday and Tuesday, then you have to come back on a next Monday and Tuesday. And if I don't do it then, then you end up saying, oh, I don't want to listen anymore. So I think this is going to provide much more for you guys in terms of flow, in terms of learning consistently about things. And so that's why I'm going to top off this book, Masks of Masculinity by Lewis Hose, in probably about three or four episodes. Then I'm going to switch the season and go to season two. So guys, as always, so, so grateful to have all of you on here. And without further ado, man, it's time to get into this. So Lewis Hose, he said he was 30 years old when he got in a big fight. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but he was actually, he actually said in one of his interviews that he ended up pummeling this guy. Pummeling meaning beating the living hell out of this one guy, leaving the guy's face completely bloody. Okay, he ran home, he ended up flopping on his bed, and he just ended up hyperventilating because the memories of that bloody fight that took place, it still seared into his memory banks. So, if he actually tried comparing, you know, different, uh, you, you know, comparing what he's trying to process to what had happened back then, the anger, the anger is still there. So, the emotions, the unprocessed emotions... That are hidden behind that stoic mask and the athlete mask. He said he thinks it's still true to him. So, I mean, there are still these things. And and it's funny because the human, it's not funny. But the thing is, the human condition is very, very interesting. Some of the darkest memories haunt us. You know, there was an NFL uh, cornerback by the name of Rondé Barber. His mother was murdered by a man. And he said he had to live with that for so long. And then finally he faced that murderer. And he was able to move on with his life because, of course, the murderer ended up apologizing for murdering his mom. And so Michael Jordan's another one where his father was actually shot dead. And a lot of us, we just were not able to get over those nasty memories, just like the movie Antoine Fisher. He ended up using that ridiculous alpha mask against him, and it was hurting him, his career. He was keeping people away from him. He was keeping things from happening to him. Even with the sexual mask, when he was a child, he was molested by his babysitter, or I think it was his foster sister. And so when a girl went in to kiss him, or if a girl asked him to dance at a bar, he would decline. And then his friends were like, hey, are you gay? But of course, they didn't know the whole story behind it. So these memories, what Lewis Hose talks about, it's so true. You know what? It's just like this one memory. I remember I picked on my sister heavily. And the reason why I used to bully my sister around so much is because my older brother and older sister used to bully me. So, of course, I would want to use that as an outlet and power over another younger individual, which unfortunately was my sister. And so I remember one time I knew I did so wrong. I went upstairs and I remember I went into my room. I fell to my knees and I felt the most overwhelming feeling of regret. That came over me at that specific instant because I knew that that wasn't me. The way I kept bullying and speaking to her, it was it was disgusting. And I don't know why I would I don't know why it persisted for so long. But I think 
it's because I had these memories of my brother and my sister always ganging up on me and teasing the hell out of me and bullying me. And it's weird, and it's really weird, because coming forth all the way till now, my brother still tries to bully me with his, with his very, very dumbed-down rhetoric. And it's very, very laughable, but it's like, oh, well, wait, you, you drink about six times a week. You bet on games. You're a compulsive gambler like your father. You're dating a girl who has two kids that aren't even yours. You are going right down the rabbit hole your father went down. But yet he still tries to judge me. Why? Because he wants that sort of power. This is called the alpha mask. And so if we look at it this way, here's the truth. There was this guy that actually spoke in Lewis Ho's book. He said, we misunderstand the whole alpha beta definition. He said, we tend to think of it as strong versus weak, active versus passive, hard versus soft, effective versus ineffective. All of that is nonsense. In most situations, we confuse strength with brutishness. We confuse being active with being directionless. And we confuse being hard with being insecure. And so my brother falls firmly into that definition, that last little bit. He wants to be hard, but he's actually insecure because he doesn't want to see his younger brother be ahead of him. The only time me and my brother actually got along was when he knew that in terms of finances, he was way, way ahead of me. It was no problem whatsoever. For two years, he was on top of the world. And then all of that was taken away because his job was stripped away because he did stupid things he wasn't supposed to do. And you know what? When he came back down to my level and when he seeped below my level... That's when all hell and all chaos broke loose because that's when he started developing that anger again. Oh, my God, my brother's ahead of me. I'm getting really, really angry again. You know what? No, no. I remember he was arguing one day over honey buns, honey buns. And I remember he sent me a message. He was like, hey, you know what? I know mom is sick. You know, she hasn't been working, but I kind of need your help with the money. I'm like, dude, that's cool. What are you going to say? What do you, what do you think? I'm going to say no. Do you think I'm that selfish to not help my mom with getting the goddamn steroid shot when she has a ridiculous throat infection? There were always different things that had, you know, came between my brother and I. But the only part I can remember that it was just such profound and wonderful memories. It had to, of course, stem around the point where he was ahead of me, apparently, in finances in life. Me, I was just laughing it off because, of course, back in 2009 and 2010, I had traveled to Australia for the first time. And by the time I came back the first time to Australia, my brother moved into his own house. So for the next year or two years, he, he was on top of the world. We never, ever had problems until, of course, I came back from Australia in 2011 after my working holiday visa and my brother was there and he was back at that level he has always been at for such a long time. And you know what? That's when all that anger, jealousy, and hate developed again. Why? The alpha mask was so deep within him. Of course, so many other masks are too, but... Regardless of my brother or not, if we even look at athletes, okay, if we look at the football athletes, the rugby players, they, 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 from even going back to the material mask and seeing that, you know, you got the LeBron James buying houses all over America, you got these 50 bedroom mansions, and of course these actors have the same theme, it's all about insecurities. It's all about the insecurity. If you look at what uh, Stephen Curry has, or just every basketball player in general, it's because they were without when they were younger. A lot of these African-American children, they come from the inner city. And, of course, in the inner city, they're probably eating noodles and hot dogs every day. You know, it's very, very rough. So, of course, when you actually get that money, you want to be able to show it and prove to everyone, yeah, I've done it. 
the thing is, you're still covering up something, that blueprint that is still within you from a very, very long time ago. A lot of you would be like, oh, okay, Arsidia, so when you start making a lot of money, are you going to, hell no. I'm never going to buy a car. Okay, that's number one. Unless I move to a country where a car is required. I'm never, and I mean I'm never going to buy a house. Well, I would love a garden, okay? That's something I would absolutely love. But other than that, I would never buy a house. And if I do, it's only going to be two bedrooms. I would just want a condominium. That's it. That's all I want. I don't give a damn about materials. It's more about what legacy I am trying to leave. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. <sighs> when it comes to different things and people stepping in and, you know, uh, in terms of one person having emotional dominance over some other, you know, over someone else. If we break it down like this, I want to say a quote from Lewis Ho's book. And it's such an interesting quote. That I think would resonate with a lot of you. He says, so in a locker room for a guy to step out and say, hey, listen, that's not right. Or, hey, I love you, man. Or whatever it is that steps away from the masculine ideal. He's going against that strong negativity bias, which just says, I'm in danger if I step out of that norm. And that's a really powerful thing. And it takes an environment that's really supportive to that person to be able to do that. See, any guy listening to this right now has felt that type of pressure. Someone makes an off-color joke, and you stay quiet. Kind of like you look at Tom Brady. Every time there's, like, racism that's growing over and over and over, he just stays quiet. Why? Because, of course, if he steps out of that realm, it could be detrimental to his, of course, figure. If you see someone getting picked on, you look the other way. This happens every day. You know, a lot of Thai people. I see it every day. I see one of the, uh, of course, some of the la- the nasty uh, low-class citizens uh, they drive these really, really cheap motorbikes, and they have the girl on the back seat, and they literally pull over while they're, you know, driving. And, of course, they would start hitting their girlfriend. And Thai people just look. Sometimes they do the video, but they do nothing to butt in. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, that's the cultural code. That's this, that's that, that's this, that's that. I'm from a country we butt in, regardless of what the ramifications are, because why we're good people. And so that's another thing. Someone is going through a tough time. Rather than, affor- rather than offering him words of comfort, you change the subject or tell him to be a man. Oh, how many of those are out there? You see what I mean? There is that toxic phrase again. In other words, you act like an alpha because, well, that's what you're supposed to do with guys. Right? See, that's not how my best friend is. When my best friend and I told him about all the things I've gone through out here in Thailand... Uh, he, you know, he gives me a lot of supportive information. He doesn't just say, you know, leave or do this or do that. Like my mother would say, he would give me a lot of support. I don't have those people around me that say, oh man, you need to be a man. Do this, do that. That peer pressure garbage. That's way, way nineties. I do not surround myself with losers like that. No way, no how. I do have a couple of uh, colleagues that I used to work with and they would tell me, after all the racial discrimination, of course, the guy I used to work with, he, he would just say, rise above it. That's the same thing as be, you know, the quote unquote, be a man. See, until they actually listen and see life through, of course, this side of the equation, they're never going to understand. They're never going to understand how it is being black. They're never going to understand how it is being an alpha or this or that. And they have tendencies in all, in, of course, in terms of all these masks. So, masks, sorry about that. But yeah, I'm just trying to give you guys an overall glimpse of what this alpha mask is. I've given you guys a lot of situations 
in terms of my, you know, my family and some quotes and whatnot. But think about it. I really want you to think about it today. Think about if you did have this mask on at one specific moment, do you fit all of these things that I'm talking about? You know, the be a man, the rise above it, the rise above racism. Instead of that, he doesn't want to put himself in his shoes and say, Arsenio, this is what I would do. Of course, him being, what, an 85-year-old man that escaped his life back home to come here, of course he's never going to understand. So this is, of course, that could be another mask. That, that could be the stoic mask, which I'm going to go over, of course, in the big full, uh, full book review. But, yeah, I really want you guys to think about it because, I mean, I've seen this happen all the time. I mean, you see it on YouTube. You see it on these basketball clips and all these things and, you know, them trying to, you know, have that physical dominance over someone else. It's just like the NFL hitting each other over and over and over. Ooh, that's the biggest hit. I got the biggest hit. I have this. I have that. That's the alpha. They're all suffering from it. So if you're suffering from it, got to stay tuned for the next podcast tomorrow morning. And as always, this is your host, Arsenio, over and out.